Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An intellectual carrot. The mind boggles. You see? You see? Your stupid minds. Stupid. Stupid. Earth has had Santa Claus long enough. We will bring him to Mars. I've been afraid a lot of times in my life. But I didn't know the real meaning of fear until... Until I had kissed Becky. One thing will be clear. It's not for man to interfere in the ways of God. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Earth vs. Soup, episode 120. I'm Aaron Pollier. And I'm Darlene. Today, since it's an episode ending in a 0 or a 5, we decided to try to find a classic, and we did The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad from 1958. It's a adventure fantasy, a little bit out of our... Darlene, you feel that it's outside, outside of, our, of our... norm. Outside of our norm, and I think it... The only thing that is outside of our norm is that there are no science fictiony elements in it but otherwise it has many elements of films that we have done prior to this correct like no. giant monsters it has giant monsters but it um, has a mage in it a magician sure. and it has a dragon in it sure but we have watched three movies that have dragons in it already at but. least you could be able to easily consider them dragons I mean, Godzilla, Breeze Fire, a, Giant Monster. Like it, but that's a kaiju. So is that. No, that was a dragon. Okay. Godzilla, I mean, Godzilla Breeze Fire is a giant lizard thing. And I, I, it, it was created by Nuclear War or something like that. Sure. So, I mean, to, to me, all the little pieces... See, Darlene and I disagree whether this fits into the Earth versus Soup thing, and I, I say... It does, because all the elements that Darlene thinks doesn't fit into it, we have actually had at least individually in multiple movies that we have done before. And that's OK. We can disagree uh, when we recommend or not recommend this movie. We're going to do it on its own merits. Correct. Mm. Darlene disagrees on that as well. She so she will not likely recommend this film because she doesn't think it fits into our genre rather than if it was a good movie or not. I don't know. It's a decent movie. Yeah, it's a decent movie. So we'll get to it, right? Um, I have. I don't really remember this film. I don't remember ever watching it. You said you do. I have watched it uh, before. Um, 
I thought it had more skeletons, but maybe that's no, the no. other one. That's a different one entirely. I yeah. want to watch that for Earth versus Soup because, again, it is a good movie, and I feel it fits. Regardless, there's only two things I really remember because, like I said, I don't remember watching this film, but I do remember certain parts of it. I remember the Naga. You remember the Naga? See, I don't. I didn't remember the Naga. And that's where I'm like, that is definitely claymation, where they actually used clay. He always did. It was always the same material that he used. It's just that the reason why you probably thought it was clay is that the Naga's arms were moving very, uh, you know, snake-like anyway, so they were very bendy. And that's probably why you immediately went, oh, it's clay. Where, yeah, it was clay, but Ray Harryhausen did the special effects for this movie. Ray Harryhausen is at the peak of special effects from the 1950s and 60s in many ways. I love Ray Harryhausen. Um, so his Dynamotion was used for this movie. Okay. Um, in fact, he actually helped write the movie and in some ways did a lot of the direction because I read some behind the scenes stuff that one of the first scenes that the guy that plays Sinbad in this, he got into costume. He had flown like hours and hours and hours got into costume went to this castle in the middle of spain because these yeah, things that, that isn't i don't think that's in the middle of spain i think it's in grandan grand it's Grandia, in spain which is on the granada south, granada it's, which it's, is on the south of spain it's in spain he goes to this castle and ray harryhausen is there and he goes, okay, so what What am I supposed to do in this movie? And he goes, and, and Ray Harryhausen, I guess the first things he said to this guy, okay, so there's a little princess sitting on this pillow. And the guy was like, oh God, what the hell have I gotten into? But it was Ray Harryhausen setting up the shots so he could do the special effect layering in it. And that's where like, he is so hands-on in these movies. That's why you can get these qual this quality from him. Regardless, the other thing... I I remember the two things that I remember I was trying to get to is the Cyclops because the Cyclops is iconic. It's iconic. Yes. And the theme to this movie, which is the, the, I guess as catchy and as catchy as it is and the feelings that it produces to me, I kind of link with and, and darling will immediately disagree with me and that's okay. I immediately connect it with Steven Spielberg movies like Goonies. That kind of rousing adventure type fun sound to this to the, to the theme to this movie. And I like the painting that they did. Yeah, the painting is fantastic, but did credits. you like the theme at the beginning? Yeah, it's it it's was, rousing. Yes. And and I'm sure that like Alex and 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 Mike wouldn't be able to edit in the the uh, theme to uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad just because it's it's very copyrighted. If they could, maybe it would be like two seconds of it and you would go, no, Aaron, you're out of your mind. That That's not really that good. But if you are listening to this, go to YouTube, do a search for the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad and see if you can actually find the theme to this movie. It is good. I like it. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about... It was kind of about, long, though. Sure, but it was long credits. So it worked. And again, it was played over that beautiful art that you already complimented where it was telling the story of the movie before we got to see the movie. But it didn't spoil seventh, anything. This is the seventh voyage of Sinbad. It was the first movie. 
I think it was the first movie that Ray Harryhausen did for the Sinbad. Because there are multiple Sinbad movies. But there's only supposed to be seven voyages, isn't there? There's different tales. It's just different tales. So like it's there's a, a thousand Arabian Nights is what it comes thousand and one Arabian Nights yeah and I think there's even a thousand and one Arabian Nights movie I I forget I'd have to look again but Ray Harryhausen did like four or five of these movies that were Sinbad ish movies and did you know that one of these Sinbad movies actually has Tom Baker in it as uh, the evil magician like no joke it's Tom Baker the fourth Doctor like I I kind of want to watch that because I want to see Tom Baker in it in a villainous role. Let's put it that way, because again, going back to a movie that we we, we had just watched, uh, one of the Hammer films where we actually saw Patrick Troughton, the second doctor, as kind of a villainous character in a way. And that was just really weird and neat to see. So let's talk about this movie. Let's get into the plot. Let's get into the plot. Um, so my first notes are are like we begin with an amazing musical score with credits over beautiful art of Sinbad in his adventures. And again, I agree with Darlene. This art was fantastic. Um, there is a boat on the seas at night. and ship. A ship. Fine, Darlene. It is a ship on the seas at night. A man is at the wheel. He is the captain, and he orders a sounding. The captain turns out to be Sinbad. The depth is really low, and he yells, Land Ho, before anybody else. And the crew... Well, this, like, the first thought that came into my mind is, how in the hell is he seeing it when there should be, like, lookouts in the crow's nest? Because this isn't a very accurate ship for the period that this is supposed to be taking place in. This is kind of like a Western European... Western European... Sailing vessel, let's put it that uh, way. It's kind of like the Drake. Sort of. and But there's, Drake's, like, a crow's what is nest. Damn the hind. The golden the hind. hind. It was it was it was decked kind of out like, like the hind. Yeah, so it's not it's not period accurate, but again, this is like a tale. This is a story, and and that's fine. So there's going to be inaccuracies in it. <clears throat> Regardless, there should have been people up in the crow's nest or at the there front of the was. boat, but none of them saw land. Nobody and, saw land. And Sinbad was like land ho, and I was concerned. I'm like, okay, that's that's what the hell. But then the crew immediately say, that man has the best eyes on the ship. He always gets land first. And I'm like, okay, they actually acknowledge the fact that that's kind of crazy. But Sinbad is supposed to be kind of a larger than life hero. Great. You have set that up with my first like eyebrow raise. That's kind of my point that I liked bringing up. I didn't up. raise my eyebrow at that one. Well, it's, he's behind the wheel at the back of the ship and there should be lookouts everywhere, right? Like, anyway. Well, he actually tells one of the guys to do the... Sounding. The sounding, which is a, a you drop weight. a weight. Mm -hmm. They're all starving on this boat, by the way. Yes, because they got into a storm and they got off course. They got off course and they've been lost for a while. Well, I shouldn't say lost. They've been just off course and they haven't been able to make land for a long time. So Sinbad ends up, since he sees land, he ends up going to speak with his passengers. Now, his passengers are two women. Uh, the women are, uh, it's the servant lady. I, for, I forget her, her I just her called name. her the maid. Um, I, I just called her, I don't She's know. She's half off or her off. Uh, I, I have no idea. No, that's the, uh, that's Sinbad's friend. Harufa? Harufa is Sinbad's friend. 
Persia is. I think it's Saudi. Is the princess Persia? Per Parisia. Princess and, Parisia. And then Saudi is the maid. I, yeah, I think it's Saudi. So, so it's it's Saudi. Saudi and the princess are passengers on his ship, and they are in. I think it's supposed to be his cabin, like that he's given his cabin over to them because it's the captain's cabin. Yep. Oh, there is one thing that I need to point out. What? Considering this is 1958. Yeah. The first three characters that you see, one's a black guy. Yeah, person of color. There's mm -hmm. actual people of color in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it, it, it actually is a pretty well diverse cast. But, you know, I think that might just be because of the casting in Spain. That it might be a difference between the casting policies in Spain. Like, there would be less of a problem casting people of color in Spain at the time than it was in America. Or at least there would be, it would have... This is a U.S. Less... film, though, right? Yeah, sure. But it was so almost was all like... filmed in Spain. So a lot of the side characters are going to be just a mix of people, which is great. I mean, I love it. Anyway, he gives them the news that they're, they have made... Um, they have made land... They don't know exactly, they've never been here before, but they're going to send people ashore as soon as daybreak happens. And the captain is even at the time Sinbad. that Sinbad, as they're getting food and stuff like that, provisions, he actually has a, a barrel for water that he's getting, he's yeah. bringing back to the ship when they're, when they're on it, on, it. on the on island. the island so he's strong you know but anyway this is the scene where we find out when they're on the ship before they go to the island we find out that sinbad and the princess are going to be married now i'm gonna sum up other scenes here out of order to, to tell you what's going on so it turns out that sinbad is related to the caliph of baghdad okay and the princess is the a sultan's daughter a sultan's of... daughter of like a nearby city state candry 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 okay sure I, I i never got the name of this the 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 area but regardless they they have not had great relations these two polities have not had great relations and this marriage is has been seen by the caliph and the princess's father as a political marriage to produce peace because everybody does want peace, but hasn't ever figured out a way to actually do it. And this will do it. But, okay. It turns out that Sinbad and the princess actually do like each other. So it's not just an awful political marriage of convenience. It seemingly is a good match. I don't know how he's related to the... I, I, like I said, he's somehow related to the Sultan. How the, or the Caliph. The Caliph says... He's like my son. Doesn't say he, he is. is my son. Yeah. He's like my Do son. Do you think Sinbad's just like an adopted son of, of I the... I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's fine. That's great. No problem. Like, anyway, I thought it was kind of nice that, okay, you're setting it up sort of like that it's a political marriage. That's what it comes across to the parents of, let's say, I'm putting air quotes around parents, the parents of... All the it is is the far fathers, because you don't see any mothers. No. The only real female characters in this are the princess and her maid. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is that the proper, her, her hand servant? Or, or, yeah, or, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, um, I thought it was just a really nice touch that it turns out that they actually do care about each other. And the father of the princess is surprised about that, but very happy. Like he was willing to give his daughter up to this political marriage, but is very happy that she's actually in love. So that's great. Um, the next morning they do go ashore onto this rocky island. There's fruit and water everywhere. Like it's a bounty. Remember their their boat was filled with fruit. Like there are coconuts, there's melons, there's grapes, there's fresh and, water. And one of the crews got a half of a thing of bananas still on the um on the like the stalk, the stalk. of it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's great. Like, okay, this is a bounty. Uh, I, I would say that at the very least, Sinbad would end up coming back here for like restocking on, on long voyages if if this was on the way somewhere, because this is a very rich island. And we, we revisit this island a couple times in this movie. It's large, right? I'd assume so. <laughs> I mean, it's large. But uh, it's not Madagascar large. No, this is more like Isla Nublar large. You just, because I mean, there's large animals that live here. So it's kind of like Jurassic Park. Let's put it that way. Like there's, there's like canyons and some like low hills. Let's put it that way. And there's flat areas and rivers, but it's not like it's Madagascar. You're right. It's more like something small, like Isla Nublar. Um, the crew end up seeing footprints of a giant cloven foot. And I'm like, oh man, we're getting the damn Cyclops right away. And we are, man. They find a cave that seems to have a, that, that seems to be a mouth and a carved head in the rock. And the Cyclops like lives there. So the, they start running up there and a man like runs out of the middle of, of this cave, like going, get the hell out, get the hell out. And the Cyclops comes out and it's, it's a, um, it has like these uh, satyr-like legs. Yeah. Okay. Sa- uh, satyr's legs mm-hmm. with a, a man's like, head with, a with horn. only with horns. Yes. He's got. He, I think it's just one horn, right? Is it one horn? Now I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, it's just one horn. Okay. He's got pointed ears and yep. one eye that goes kind of brows both eye, where both yes. eyes would be, like one mask. Yes. Yes. So. What we have there is a very cool special effect that immediately comes out. And did you know that they they made sure that he had satyr legs, even though that's not what Cyclopses are supposed to be? Cyclopses are supposed to look like people, right? They just have one eye. I, I kind of liked it because it looked like it looked like some uh, in D and D we have uh, not the not the little guys the big big ones when you're in a cave system. Oh God, it's not it's not starts with G. Not cobalts. You got goblins and what's the bigger hobgoblins? Or- orcs. Orcs. It looks like an orc with satyr legs. Sure. Okay. I guess I could see that. Um. But do you know the reason why they decided to do satyr legs? 
so it didn't look like a man in a suit. That a man could not be in that. That this was like a special effect. It, it made him look less human, which is very good. That's a good choice by Ray Harryhausen. Anyway. Um, so that is a man in a suit? No, I thought it no, was... it's not. That's okay. the point. Like they wanted to make it look like there was no way a man could be in it. So you understood that this was like a handmade special effect, which it works. It's very good. What I saw of it, I thought that it was animation. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's Dynamotion. It's like Ray Harryhausen's Dynamotion. So the man that runs out of the cave. It also had scales, didn't it? Yeah, he's got like kind of scaly skin. It's sort of scaly. It's not like a lizard skin. But the bottom half is actually got furry. wool. Yeah, he's he's got furry like goat legs. That's basically what it is. Um, the man who ran out of the cave, he's in the black robe, and it turns out that he has a genie's lamp. And this is the sort of plot for this movie, okay? The genie's lamp, he summons up this genie as the Sinbad and the crew fight the Cyclops. He summons up the genie and says, put a barrier between the Cyclops and these men. And the genie's like, okay, and starts cartwheeling down the sand and then turns into a ball of light that then puts up this, like, force field says no there's a, a phrase that the the kid uses well yes your will is done or, or something like that it's i will try i will try yeah 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 and it's not a total yes so we have the 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 magician's name is sokura and everyone is able to get the hell out but in this moment when everyone's getting the hell out like the Magician drops the lamp and the, the, the Cyclops is able to get it back. Okay. Uh, it was dropped in the water as they were fleeing the island. Okay. Because the Cyclops is like throwing rocks over this barrier. Now, we also learn that the genie cannot do harm. It cannot harm anyone. So any magics that it can do are only like defensive defensive or at the very least it just can't hurt anybody so even though like it it isn't like hurting people it's hurting anything so it could not hurt the cyclops it could just prevent him from hurting other people which i thought okay that's a nice touch because then you start you stop getting into like the moral quandaries of a lot of these genie tales of people like using the genie for like awful evil crap and the genie just can't do anything about it. Like, Oh, you wished for this person to just be thrown out of their position and made destitute or whatever in a lot of these genie tales. Right. But I thought this was nice. Like, okay, the genie just can't do harm. He can only like prevent it in a lot of ways, or probably he probably could do like fun stuff. Like, Hey, I want a like fireworks display that wouldn't hurt anybody. So I don't know. I no, thought it was it nice. did say defense. It was like he could do defensive magics. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise he could have helped Sinbad more than just with words about the dragon. Mm, yeah. Okay. So the magician were introduced to uh, back on the ship and he offers Sinbad a bag of jewels to go back for the lamp. And Sinbad's like, dude, no, I have to get back to Baghdad. Because I have to marry this princess and there has to be peace. And honestly, peace between Baghdad and this other place Chandri is more important than that lamp. And I'll tell you what, when we get back, we'll talk about it more. You can talk to the 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 caliph of, of Baghdad. 
that's fine. My opinion is, is that there's more important things in the world. And he goes, well, after and your marriage, will we go back? And he's like, probably not. Because like, people would not want to go back and face that, that freaking cyclops. cyclops. So back in Baghdad, we have Sinbad and the princess are taken through the streets on like a litter. Uh, the wedding will be in a week and bring peace between Baghdad and the princess's family's land. Uh, the magician presents the caliph with plans to build a giant crossbow to kill the uh, cyclops. But the caliph says, oh, hold on, hold on. That's cool. A giant crossbow is pretty cool. But if I send you, I have to send you with a ship and all these crew and soldiers to man the crossbow, all that. And all of this is expensive and people's lives aren't worth just killing a uh, killing a cyclops and getting back an oil lamp. That's crazy, right? So the caliph's like, I'm sorry, my answer is no. Correct? Well, he also asked Sinbad. And Sinbad's like, man, I'm getting married and I, I want to have sex with this hot princess. He does not say that. I know he doesn't say that. But, you know, look, his Sinbad's priorities are completely different than even the caliphs. Sinbad's priorities is starting a family and bringing peace to these two lands, right? Like, you get it. There's totally different, like, priorities for everybody in this film. I, I appreciate that. It's not like it's not like the caliph has the same priorities, Right. It's not even like the princess has the same priorities as Sinbad, even in this. She sort of has a differing gist to what she's doing. Anyway, uh, Caliph says, no way, not at all. There's a party that night where the, the, the princess's father is there, and the magician is going to put on a show, and he ends up putting the princess's maid in a clay pot along with a cobra and casts a spell and she becomes a naga for a few minutes, which is, again, a pretty cool special effect, right? I mean, they did close-ups of the actress's face in the blue makeup to make it look like she really was like this naga and then like medium and long shots of the Dynamotion naga dancing. And it was, it was really well done. You can kind of see hints, hints in that of what Ray Harryhausen would do later on with Clash of the Titans and Medusa. Correct, Darlene? What What do you think? I don't think. Um, I was... I like the Naga. Yeah. I said that already. Great. Yeah, no, no. That, that I, I just... I, I saw connections there. Obviously because of the snake, the snake body and all that. Um, and yeah, if people didn't know Clash of the Titans, that was Ray Harryhausen. And we, I highly recommend Clash of the Titans. I think, Darlene, did you like that movie? You liked it, yes. Yeah, I, that's one I grew up watching a ton of times. ton of times. So, um, so now we end up having the Caliphs ask the magician to look into the future. And I'm like, oh, dude, this it's, is bad news. Bad news. It's the not the Caliph of Baghdad. It was the princess's father it was the princess's father the um sultan of can candra okay so Chandra. i'm like this is bad news because this is not something a you do in public because if if he is a true like vision if he really can see the future and he sees something awful and you say it in front of the public like like is there you're... But he's already got a motive to lie. Sure, absolutely he does. And and what's weird is that the caliph and the sultan, they know that he has a reason to, to undermine them. 
at this point to try to blackmail them into giving him a ship and crew to go back to the island, right? So it, it feels this is the one part that I'm like, come why on, why would guys. anyone set this up to happen? Yeah, why would anyone? Because these guys have to be they're the rulers of powerful polities. They have to be somewhat savvy. They've even set up this political marriage to have like a treaty of peace between them. They're somewhat savvy. And in comes this really shady magician and does some pretty crazy crap by changing a woman into a Naga for a few minutes. Like this guy's powerful and he's been demanding shit from you. And you've been refusing him. This is just not going to end well. So anyway, they ask him to predict the future and he predicts um, devastation to Baghdad. A war. Yeah, a war, etc., etc. And the reason why he can predict it is because he's creating it. Yeah, he's basically creating the whole nonsense. And so the Caliph stands up and says, screw you, you're doing this to blackmail me. He comes across as being smart at this point. He goes, you're doing this to blackmail me, and I'm not going to stand for your shenanigans anymore. Get the hell out of Baghdad. You have till the morning? You have until um, sunfall like like sundown the next day to get out of Baghdad. Otherwise, I'll take your eyes. Like, whoa, okay. Holy crap. Got it. Got it, sir. So that night, um, we end up having the magician do his shenanigans that starts the rest of the movie, okay? Um, he puts a curse on the princess, which shrinks her down to like four inches tall. She's tiny, tiny, tiny. And yeah, she's not even Barbie doll solid. No, she's, she's tiny, tiny very that. tiny. Um, and all of her clothes, like her entire wardrobe shrinks with her, I guess, because she has like different changes of clothes through the movie. Uh, and they're not like made like Barbie doll clothes. You know what I mean? That have like standard fabric. Like they look like just regular fabric on her at regular size. Anyway, anyway, that's okay. What are you going to do about that? That's fine. That's a conceit that you do for these films. Um, they go in, they find her uh, shrunken, and she's just like, oh, you know, is it me that has gotten smaller? Has everyone gotten larger? You know, has the world gotten larger? And Sinbad runs out of the city to find the magician as he's like slowly strolling away going, I have to leave the city. I don't want to lose my eyes. And Sinbad's like, dude, you have to come back. The princess has been cursed. We need your help. And he's like, and we'll get a war if that doesn't. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a war because I, the princess's father's pissed off. Okay. But they should have known something like that would happen. Sure. And they should have known it was this asshole. And the magician's just like, man, I don't want to lose my eyes. And, 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 and Sinbad's like, dude, I, don't worry. I will have words of the caliph. He trusts me. Everything will be fine. You won't lose your eyes. <laughs> And, and so they go back and, and there's, there it needs to have an eggshell. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. HL yeah, yeah. of the Rook. Which rock. By, rock, by the way, is at this island. 
Yeah, everything goes back to this island. That he needs to go back to his to island. Make a, a potion, and he's got to do of the it. Rock. He's got a, the shell of the rock. That it has to be done in the rest of the ingredients is at his his uh, fortress. His fortress on the island. On the island. So you know where his fortress was. It's the cave, right? Yes. That the, he came running out of. He's like, holy crap! Because because of this the the. The Cyclops ran in there to like screw him up, I guess, because that Cyclops is pretty hardcore. Let's be honest. I think the thing was the Cyclops in the first place. The thing was the Cyclops. The giant genies. Do you think the genie was the Cyclops? No, I don't think so at all. No, I think the genie's lamp was the Cyclops. The Cyclops owned the genie's lamp before yes. yeah 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 of course because it turns out like the cyclops has been collecting treasure from wrecked ships forever yeah and he's got like a little cave filled with gold and treasure and including the genie's lamp anyway um sinbad gets the brilliant idea of rec- uh, of recruiting a crew from prison and i'm like you know because he knows he can't get his crew because no one wants to go back to fight the cyclops and I, okay i get that but here's the thing here's the thing a, you don't get a crew for a ship from hardened criminals that are in for life because all gotta, of those criminals were like, um, we have a choice between dying here or dying, dying from a cyclops. What choice is this? So these these are hardened dudes, right? But like Sinbad should thieves be and in there's also thieves and yeah, because the criminal system back then was supposed to be harsher. Well, I, I agree. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that these are all guys that have a nothing to lose in trying to mutiny because nothing they to... and nothing to gain by staying behind here. Like they're actually getting their freedom and a chance to, to run away by volunteering for Sinbad. What should have, what should have happened was the, 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 the caliph none, of the, none of the skills of a sailor, none of the sail. Yeah. What, what should have happened is that the caliph should have said, Look, Sinbad needs a crew. I will give you all 10 times your normal pay if you go. And if anyone dies, I will I will give the same amount to your family. And we already know that there's treasure on this island because the magician said that the Cyclops has been collecting treasure. Well, they had the whole whole thing of uh, a thing of gems, gems. That, that the magician gave him. He the, the Caliph could have said, look, all the treasure there. Just split it up, up amongst yourselves. I want to have peace in my land. I want real sailors and real soldiers to go on this trip. And you know what? I doubt that there would have been anybody that would have said, well, But crap. then you would have not had the scene in the middle. Of I, the I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, mutiny. it was Sinbad running into this hardened, like, maximum security prison and going, who wants to join me on this amazing adventure? And I'm like, oh, God, this will end in tears. And it does. But, um... They end up having a mutiny immediately <laughs> as, as soon as they leave. Sinbad's attacked and he fights back with real good skill in a really good fight scene, actually. Inside, he picks like, up the box that uh, she's in. Yeah, the princess actually goes with him in this like little tiny jewelry box, basically. Um, and she has like she has handholds inside to hold on because they decided, yeah, if she's getting jostled around in there. She just club herself to death by like bouncing around inside. So yeah, she needs to have handholds. And they, 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 the prop that they built for the actress, you know, it's like the size of a closet, but it actually has these big kind of like 
O-rings in the side that she can like grab onto. It's it's a nice touch. It's a nice yes, touch. Yes, but he puts it in his, his <laughs> He pants. puts it in his pants. He shoves it down his pants to save her and he goes off and just fights. Up the doggone rigging. Yo, it's it's a good scene. It's a swashbuckling scene. It's good. But he ends up surrendering when the magician is threatened because he knows that if the magician is killed, the princess will never be cured of Except this curse. Except that it probably would have been undone because he's the one that did it. Who knows? Who knows, right? We don't know. Um, the magician says that he knows that the ship is going to pass close to basically what he describes as sirens from Greek mythology. Um, and it's he, demons that howling demons is what he actually, the drive men mad the drive men mad and try to have their ship crash onto their their island so he says everyone has to like plug their ears and then we have the scene of like um it's a storm again yes there's like water spraying and men screaming as this kind of like electronic howl is made yeah, that's the best way I can describe guy, it. It's like this: the, the guy that's the head of the mutiny, yeah, uh, climbs up onto the crow's nest, kills the guy there. Loses Some mind, other yep. crew member goes to rescue Sinbad and the magician to stop whatever's happening, to get them the hell out of there. Yep. And then the next scene is that head of the mutiny yeah falling off the crow's nest yeah and he dies but like uh, the magician sinbad and like one other guy his friend what was his name um is it kareem no it's or harufa harufa he has they, they all have like wax in their ears with fabric to plug the sound out and sinbad saves them all after like one crew member that was in the mutiny came down and like released them to say yes be safe so they make it to the island with the Cyclops and assemble this giant crossbow together. Magician tells Sinbad that the party must be split up and meet on the other side of the valley because it's safer that way and gives them more of a chance of actually crossing the valley because there's more than one Cyclops on this island, that there's like lots of Cyclopses that run around in this valley. So if one party gets captured, the other party can come to their rescue. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay. I except that, that the sense. plan was the plan. the plan that was the plan that the mage told and sinbad it makes sense actually. it makes sense but what he was really doing was splitting everybody up splitting to... somebody uh, splitting side knowing that he was going to get into the cyclops wait for the cyclops to get him so he could get the dog gone genie yeah so the cyclops ends up attacking um, Sinbad's party when they they find the hidden treasure. They find the Cyclops' treasure. Um, the Cyclops captures them all and starts cooking one for dinner. Oh, that was uh, Harafa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harafa. So Sinbad ends up... Uh, and by the way, we should also say that there is a, a point in this where we have the rocks. Am I, am I talking about the rocks? No, nope. there's rocks that are come later on. So I did it this time, Darlene. I talked about a scene that hasn't come yet. Um, so Sinbad's captured in this cage. And put in a wooden cage. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so Sinbad pulls the princess out of his pants and says, I need you to go on top of this cage and pull the latch so we can all escape. And she clambers out and uh, tries to open it up. 
and ends up not being able to do it, right? She says it's it's stuck. Yeah. But then opens it up later. Yeah, she opens it up later. So there's this the scene where the magician ends up finding the lamp. Sinbad is able to torch the Cyclops in the eye with fire, and he, he screams. He then leads the Cyclops off a cliff while it's blinded. Because he keeps yelling, over here, chase me over here. And it's actually a pretty cool scene. I liked it. I don't know. Um, the survivors end up climbing a cliff and find a rock egg. And, and Sinbad's like, awesome! Let's let's use this egg. And the, and the no. magician's like, no, 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 no. This hasn't hatched yet, buddy. Th- let's go a little bit higher and we can find an egg that's already hatched. Because if we crack open this egg, the rock baby inside is going to scream because you can hear it scritching inside. And Mama Rock is going to come by and screw us all up. So everyone is starving at this point. Again. Like, again, are starving, starving. Because, I mean, most of the crew has been lost again at this point, right? Well, there was a plentiful island, so I don't know why they They're didn't up get... in the mountains. They've been climbing for like a day. Time, time is weird in this movie. Anyway. But so a couple of the crew decide to crack open this egg to get at the baby rock inside. They do. They kill the baby rock. rock. But the baby rock, remember, is like the size of a large horse because it's a rock. These are giant birds. And it was a very, again, very good Ray Harryhausen Dynamotion thing. It had actually fluff. It had fluff. And I was like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, like a vulture baby would be. Oh, it's a, it was adorable. You could ride oh, it God. around like, you know, a moa. That would be amazing. Until it a got chicka. big. What was it in, in Final Fantasy? I forget what they're called. Chicka, chick- Chickaboo or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> um, the hungry men kill this chick. The princess climbs into the lamp to speak to the genie at this point. Because he's like, I, I need to know how to summon the genie. Because the genie can fix all of this. The magician's being really shady. Um, she ends up going inside and talking to the genie inside the lamp. It's a little kid. It's a little kid. It's a weird scene though. I'm like this. I think my comment was she, she goes in, she goes into the lamp and it's like this weird technicolor mist that's everywhere. And I said that the entire atmosphere is LSD in here because it, it just seems so surreal and weird. Um, even so, though it really yeah, isn't. You're so used to genie's, uh, Genie's bottle, bottle. And, and, and I dream a genie. Damn straight. That's that's the definition of a genie's bottle to me. Uh, so she learns the words to some of the genie, genie uh, the genie, just as the adult a rock attacks. The adult rock comes in and it is a giant vulture like bird with, with two, two heads because the chickie had two heads, too. Yes. So Sinbad tries to summon the genie, but loses the lamp. Sinbad is captured by the rock, but he um, thrown into the nest. But he ends up having, like, he ends up getting a hold of the lamp later on. Because he summons the genie. He has the rock. The, the, he has. He the, loses it, though. Like, but he's able to grab a hold of it. He again. grabbed it in a fight with uh, the, magician? the magician. Yeah. So he ends up summoning the genie. The genie tells him that the princess being, is being held by the magician at this point. And in the cave of the magician, there's this dragon. And they have to get past the dragon. They have like this gear system that like puts in puts in and out the chain that's around the dragon's neck, so it has like more or less room to to move. So it they can't to... uh, go after you with his mouth, but that tail should have been able to whip your butt. Yeah. So they make make it past the dragon. The magician 
um, begins making this potion. Um, a skeleton drops on them from the ceiling, and Sinbad fights them. Because uh, that that was uh, that's the like mage, the... mage. Uh... What? Being dishonest again. Yeah, it was. It was. And again, another really cool dynamotion effect with the skeleton. And I, I know you said, hey, wasn't there more supposed to be more skeletons? But that's a totally different movie where there's like the swarm the of same, skeletons. It's the same uh, special concept. effect. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it, it's really, really well done. Uh, the magician smashes his crystal ball and destroys um, the bridge crossing a gorge with that like destruction. Uh, they summon the genie to get a rope so they can like get across the gorge. They make it. And outside, uh, they encounter another Cyclops. So the Cyclops and Dragon end up fighting. Yes. Okay. Because uh, they run back into the place and Sinbad cuts the rope. Yeah. So the Dragon the, starts running around. Frees the, the, the Dragon. And that the Dragon is then shot with the crossbow. My notes here get a little weird because there's so much things, so many things happening. And then it dies like the, the, the dragon is hit by the crossbow. They, it dies. They well, run from the, the island. dragon kills the magician kill. The dragon kills the Cyclops uh, so kills the Cyclops. Yeah. And there, then the Sinbad and the princess try to escape around them. Yeah. And the mage calls forth the dragon. Yeah. And makes the dragon attack him. Yeah, but he, they're able to kill the dragon with the crossbow. Yeah. And it lands on the magician. Yeah, so the magician is killed. So we go back to the ship. At this point, the princess is normal size. Yes, it, she was normal size back before the skeleton. Yeah. Because they put her in a casket and... It, it magics. magics. Strange magics happened. And it, a lot of black smoke. A lot of black smoke. Um, the genie is actually on this ship with Sinbad in his cabin. And the cabin is filled with all the not treasure. Not a genie. Not a genie anymore. Right. Yeah. He's because a, he's a she, real boy. She said, I promised mm. the genie that I would free him, free, free him. And he said that I needed to cast it into the water, the, the water of fire, okay. which was lava underneath the bridge. Sure. And it did. And it did. And so he was, but I, I guess with like the last of his magic, he was able to get all the treasure from the island onto Sinbad's ship. So everyone is dead except like Sinbad, the princess, the genie, and maybe a couple crew. And they have like a dragon's horde worth of treasure on this ship now. So except that it was a Cyclops. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess the dragon didn't have any. I guess Sinbad has now enough of a share of money to like buy, buy bad dad, buy Baghdad, and with with enough money left over to conquer the rest of uh, the rest of the Fertile Crescent down there. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot. The end, folks. The end. Um, I loved this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I thought it was a lot of fun for a few different reasons. So, I'll, I'll but I'll let you start with what you felt worked in this movie. I want you to go. I first. actually think they did a pretty good job of of uh, making her small. Oh yeah, that oh. special effect—it was fine. Yeah, and they built big, bigger sets for her to interact in when uh, they wanted like close-ups of her doing stuff, like with the lock, the latch, and everything. I thought it was fine, or or the little jewelry box that she was 
she was in. I like the little details of like the handholds. Yeah, you're right. Um, anything else that you felt really, really well, worked in you, this movie? You, there's no, you can't ever say that the special effects for this this thing. Okay, his work on special effects is like the '90s having the Matrix. Yeah, this it Ray was, Harryhausen is great. It was a step to wow. Yeah. Of the movie industry. Yes. Ray Harryhausen is one of those people that I, I kind of put with like George Pell for the movies that we've watched or Hammer Horror when you put Hammer Horror with like set design and props. Like, he's one of the greats. Yes, but it's a new concept that he was really yes. pushing out. And that's what I was saying. It was kind of like Matrix in the 90s. Or it, it changed brought, things. It changed. Yeah. It changed how movies were being done. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's probably one of the better things in this movie. Um, the things that I would say that are different from that that work. I love the score to this movie. The music. You've already said that. Yes, but you didn't. And I mean, this is the this works. It's not just the theme to this movie. The entire score is very good. It has a, it has a nice feel to it. Adventure you don't really feel. realize you're listening to it. Yeah, though. that's the point. It's never intrusive. It just adds to the scenes. A good score should be noticed by people that want to notice it, but it shouldn't ever intrude into the scene to make it feel different than it should. Like it's in star Wars. The only reason you tend to notice the score is when there's not a lot going on or when it's really rousing and the music comes up in this, the music isn't is rarely, I should say rarely just building into the scene. It's just there. And I like it. It's always beautiful when you're listening for it. It's beautiful. Like the theme to this movie is amazing, but that the rest was louder of the score, than the rest of it. Yeah. Because there's nothing going on. It's just the, the credits. Right. But the whole score, very good. On top of that, the only other thing I will say that really works in this movie, I think Kieran Matthews as Sinbad was fantastic in the role. He played that kind of over the top hero that, I think you would connect with like a Flash Gordon or something like that, that this over-the-top kind of pulpy hero, again, this is one of the reasons why I say this fits in with our Earth versus Soup. He's a pulpy hero. It just so happens that he's in historical Middle East. And he did a very good job doing it. He even did the hands on his hips, talking to people, and be, like posing in in fun, like action-y ways. I thought he did a very good job. It, it lent itself well to this movie. And, and, and the style that this movie was done in, this adventure style. Um, as an actor, I think he did a very good job. That's all I'm saying. Everyone else, I think, can generally be forgettable. Maybe the magician. I think the magician actually did a pretty good job. I uh, like Torrin Thatcher is like the actor's the name. I like the costumes when they're not in Baghdad. Yeah, the costumes are fine. Yeah, they're good. I, I didn't like the costumes in Bad Baghdad. Baghdad. It, sound, it looked just too... Flashy, too corny, too... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I agree. Uh, one thing I think, we, I think we both said while watching it that we haven't brought up is specifically the captain's cabin on Sinbad's ship was actually pretty cool. 
like it was really cool. well done. And you didn't, unless you were somebody that was knows ships, you didn't notice that it didn't have a ceiling. Um, on ships, uh, you would be hitting your head, but it had a and, high, high ceiling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was a bad day because, for night. But but Darlene, they they there was when when the mutiny was happening. Sinbad was fighting in his captain's cabin and some of the mutineers actually jumped through, through the, the ceiling, through ceiling. through like the air hatches in the ceiling, the vents. The, and I, okay, so there is a ceiling there, but it's just, it's far too high for what it would be. That being said, it was still a very cool set. It was well it done. It was very nice. And you could see how actiony they were actually doing that scene when they were slammed against the walls and you could actually see, yeah, that's a set because they were really slamming around inside there. I'm like, ooh, that's a bulkhead. That shouldn't be doing that. That's a really flimsy ship otherwise. But I still love that set. I thought it was very good. Um, the things that didn't work, though, like you said, there's some bad day for night, right? You just mentioned it. Yes. The the Some of the costumes in Baghdad, quote-unquote Baghdad, aren't that good. They were too shiny. They too, were costumey. Too costumey, yeah. Like something you get from a cheap... Some of them. Not all of them. Some of them were that way. I agree. I agree. Um, the jeweler, jewel on the sultan's head. That just was like... I ah. think there were uh, the bag of jewels that the magician dumped onto uh, Sinbad's desk. On and the then ship. walks out the door. It was They were glass beads. Like, they weren't even jewels. They were just glass beads. And they looked like glass beads. And I thought, okay, as a prop, that's kind of... You should have had, at least had cut glass or something like that. Because they were just, you know what I mean? Like the little water beads that we have around the um, house. That's what they looked like. But they weren't... Um, they weren't all blue and white. They, they There was some red and green ones in there, but they were smooth glass beads. Like, okay. Like you put flowers in, Come a, on, in a, a clear... A clear... Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was ridiculous. I thought that... But other than that, I can't really think of anything else that didn't work in this movie and that you didn't really the the glass beads didn't bother me no that's such a minor point but i'm just saying like that i noticed that I'll, I'll just put it that way i noticed it so out of all of that obviously there were lots of things that we firmly liked in this movie more than we firmly didn't like like we didn't like that there were bad day for night shots and some of the costumes were bad and there were glass beads like that out of all out of that movie, if that's all we can say really fell into that category of this sucked. And then you wanted to pet the rook, baby rook. The baby rock was adorable. Yeah, it was the size of a horse. But it was like a little it was a, a little, little chickaboo. Yeah. Chickaboo. Chickaboo. I don't I don't remember what the names are. I'm sure Alex or or, or Mike could tell me immediately <laughs> and go, all right. <laughs> Um, All it needed to be was yellow. You just want to hug it and, and you go, oh, that's Aww. that's my full-grown Moa. Oh, you know, it was adorable. It was a very good miniature that Ray Harryhausen had made, right? It's cute and it'll rip your face off. Damn right, because it's as big as a horse. Um, So we liked this movie, right? Like, I like the movie, but I don't really think it goes with... You don't think it goes with Earth versus Soup, and I think it does. The only difference is, is that if this was done in the 20th century, if this was set in 1955 and you had a guy named, named Dr. Acula that was the evil magician, this would firmly be an Ed Wood movie 
you could you could easily fit that into I'm not Ed always Wood. great about Edward. Like this Night of the Ghouls. Night of the Ghouls is hey, there's this evil magician that's bringing the dead back to life, but it's all scam. And this could all be a scam. The only weird thing about it is that the princess gets drunk. Otherwise, this is all freaking scam with monsters, with just big monsters. So to me, this is easily a part of the our genre that we 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 cover. Um, okay. And that's okay that we disagree. We still enjoyed this movie, right? I enjoyed it. Would you recommend it as a movie? I like as a movie, yes, absolutely. It's beautiful. You wouldn't recommend it as science fiction. I wouldn't no. recommend it as science fiction because it's not science fiction. But it is a good fantasy action movie, and to me, fantasy action fits into our bubble that we have. And it's historically, it's it's great on the. Uh, film history. Yeah, film history. This is very important just because of Ray Harryhausen. Like I, but I, I feel that way about what every is Harryhausen film. First, what is his first uh, film that he ever did? Oh man! See so now you're gonna make me you're gonna make me uh, look this up while we're taping because yeah. I, I actually don't remember. Um, I honestly don't remember. His visual effects was Mighty Joe Young in 1949. So okay, yeah, he did he did kind of the stop motion in that. That was. Yeah, he there's there's the Golden then. Voyage of that. The Golden Voyage of Sinbad, I think, is the one that actually has Tom Baker and the Clash of the Titans from 1981. I'd almost be willing to do Clash of Titans from 1981 for Earth versus Soup, but oh, it Mysterious is Island. Fun. Yeah, see, First Men in the Moon. But the first Mysterious Island is actually um, Russian. See, twenty million miles to Earth. You remember we've reviewed that for Earth versus Soup. Yeah. That's the little creature. The tiny little creature that comes back from Venus and slowly grows bigger and bigger. Little lizard dude. That's really good. It came from beneath the sea, which we've done for Earth versus Soup. Um, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. We've done the Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. We've done for Earth versus Soup as well. See, we've done a lot of Harryhausen films. It just so happens that he gets into the kind of sword and sorcery stuff later on, which he actually felt that was a much better his more he felt that they were better than his earlier science fiction things. we still need to do the 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 first man in the moon don't we i think we do yeah 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 but i have no problems doing these harryhausen films at all the sinbad harryhausen films we both recommend the film just darlene not as science fiction i wouldn't recommend it as science fiction but i would recommend it as a good fantasy action movie and to me fantasy fits in to our general genre because aliens are fantasy too, right? Like it's, yeah, there probably are aliens out there somewhere, but they're not coming to earth. <laughs> yeah. So and I have what, 29 more movies before I have the sleep one that makes me go to sleep. Yeah. See, we're already trying to plan out some of our classics quote unquote that we're going to do. And, and I know that, see, I think for 150, we've been talking about doing 2001 A Space Odyssey. Because, I mean, that is 1968, and you cannot argue that that is I isn't... have never made it through the movie. <laughs> I've fallen asleep. It is, a, it is a deliberate movie, but it is a brilliant movie. Regardless, we recommend, we recommend The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. It is a great movie. We enjoyed watching it. It was a lot of fun. We hope you enjoyed listening. So I'm I'm Aaron. I'm Darlene. Good evening. And keep watching the skies. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought.
Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.